Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSRHealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by, powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Hey, I'm your host, Dr. Pat Vasily. We join you here each and every week. We're thrilled to be part of Transformative Talk Radio. And I want to thank everybody out there for supporting the Holistic Makeover. It has been an amazing experience. There's so much information. We are busily going through it and uh, preparing our panel so that we can select several folks from across the country to participate in an amazing, really just amazing transformative experience. Well, my very special guest today knows a lot about transformation, a lot about change, and, and what this means to all of us. And when we think about imagining, imagining a world, a world that is just absolutely abundant for everyone and, and peace, is at the very core of its being, of its essence. You know, we're talking about a place that my guest lives, a place that she she strives for, she believes in. And, uh, and let me just tell you a little bit about Debbie Jordan joining us here today. You know, when we look at Debbie's work and what she has decided to do, we're looking at someone that absolutely looks at the planet and takes action towards holistic living, towards abundance, towards greening the planet, towards prosperity, and much more. She's joining me here today for several reasons. First of all, September 21st is the International Day of Peace as well as UN Peace Day. And we're here to talk about what the creative manual for ending poverty and building peace is. The world, I imagine, a creative manual for ending poverty and building peace. Those are beautiful, beautiful words and a vision that Debbie Jordan has. Debbie, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Uh, well, I'm glad to be here, and I really love that that inf- intro you gave me. Wow. Well, you've got a very full plate. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. say a full head. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I mean, I, I, was, I was looking at, uh, you know, all of the things that you're doing, and, you know, you can't help think of the John Lennon song, Imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the first thing that came up uh, as I was, you know, reading about your work and and looking at what you're doing and and what you're 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 really striving to achieve. And I wanted to ask you if you you're familiar with John Lennon's song "Imagine." Of course, I, yeah. this is the, you know, at our generation, the anthem it it sparked 
uh, thinking, and this is the, the <laughs> thinking it sparked in me. Exactly, and I think we, all of us, are forever changed uh, around what we've experienced. And, 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 and I wanted to ask you, when we look at uh, the world, I imagine, Debbie, from your perspective, and we talk about a creative manual for ending poverty and building peace, some people would say, of course, some people would say that we're dreamers. I mean, that's one of the taglines. That's one of the lines, sound bites in the John Lennon song. Exactly. exactly. Well, and, w- without dreams, nothing ever happens. I was going to say, what's the problem with that? That's right. <laughs> that's right. What we have to remember, and as a matter of fact, this is something I'm, I'm taking up in my further writing that's going to be a part of my next book, is peace is a verb. It's, it's something that we have to work at. It, we don't just think it and it happens, you know. Yes, we have to start with the, it comes from the mind, but, but then we have to do the legwork, all of us, in order to make it happen. And what we're talking about is really, uh, is really stepping up and becoming active in what's going on in the world today. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Get off the couch, put the iPod down, mm-hmm. and let's take a look at what's going on in the world today. And that's what I want to ask you. I want to start from that place, Debbie. You know, there's a question that I ask you know, folks that I interview, just about every one of them, and, and the question came to me a long time ago. It's about obstacles. It's about challenges. But the question is this one. It's here we're getting ready to talk about uh, the world that I imagine. And I wanted to ask you about some of the challenges and obstacles that you've had to overcome to bring you to this very moment. Ah, well, mm, I think it was obstacles that made me, that that put me uh, in the place where I had to write this book because I've always been the person who looked at things and said, hey, things aren't working. Perhaps if we did something different... And, of course, uh, as far as the obstacles are concerned, a lot of it was the skepticism, this, the, the natural put-down of people who do say, let's take a different uh, uh, tack on this, uh, because I've had it all my life. And so what I did as far as this book is concerned, was come to the place where first I was given the opportunity to write the column that these essays came from that I've been writing for eight years in the Arizona City Independent Edition, which I think is a wonderful uh, 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 name for a newspaper that that uh, would let me write. <laughs> uh, and and um, my editor gave me the opportunity to write anything I wanted, uh, and I try not to abuse that privilege, but after several years, I start, really started to focus on this. After plenty of baseball and cats and, and writing about vegetarian eating and green living and things like that, I decided to, to focus on the, the steps in my imagination that we would have to take in order to build a peaceful society. First, by getting rid of poverty. And that's 
uh, yes, there are people, plenty of people who still say, you know, okay, this is nice, but what's it for? Well, we have to start talking now. Yeah. We have to generate more conversation and more ideas. These ideas do not all come from me. They come from my observation of things that have not worked and how they might be uh, tinkered with a little and things I've seen that have worked that aren't being used universally that should be used universally. Well, and you know, it, this is really, for me, this is really um, an important conversation. And I love that you talk about the fact that peace and poverty cannot coexist. Exactly. I love that. Exactly. And I wanted to ask you, Debbie, I've been waiting for a week to kind of ask you this question. <laughs> you know, there is a level of consciousness. And, and let me talk about this for a minute because something you said is so important. You know, looking at the peace as a verb means that, for me, it's a body, mind, spirit sort of change that needs to happen. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Not merely actions, but attitudes. Attitudes. And some people think, well, attitude's not really an action. Oh, well, wait. Try to change your attitude and then come back to me and let me know how that felt. Mm-hmm. And, and so when we start to think about moving away from a fear-based mentality, attitude, consciousness. Exactly. Right. And a lack-based mentality, consciousness. Mm-hmm. What do we do to get that kick-started? Because we can do that right now, every one of us. Well, the first thing, when you mention obstacles, in, in my life there have been, uh, uh, let's say, mostly naysayers. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and I think my greatest strength is ignoring them <laughs> and uh, uh, just um, saying what I know I have to say, listening to that voice within me. For too many years in my life, I wasted listening to them and trying to do what I should have, but now I am doing what I must do. But isn't that sort of the path to freedom here? And you know, let's let's talk about this for a minute, Debbie, because I think what you know, what you write about, what you're inviting all of us to to step into, has to begin with us. I mean, you know, Gandhi said, you know, we have to become the change we want to see. And so, if individually we're carrying around. You know, the burden, as I say, the giant crusty layers of, of scarcity thinking, mm-hmm. meaning that the world is only set in place for one or two percent to be rich, then aren't we, in fact, at an individual level, setting up even more of an obstacle? Yes, yes. When we define, uh, for instance, let's take a look at, at a current situation. Okay. In which there are people in power who, who are saying, despite the problems uh, in the economy, that the economy is essentially good. Why? Because the rich are doing well. That's the reason they're saying it. They, they aren't looking at the fact that so, not only, of course, then, now so many people are pointing to the middle class. Oh, yes, oh, the poor middle class. What they are not saying and should be saying is that the poor have been suffering even more 
than ever. And it is time to start from the bottom and start building it all up. As long as poverty exists, they can exercise control over the rest of us. Once we get rid of, of poverty, then that control will be in, it will have to come from individual responsibility first. So when we talk of freedom, we have to balance it with responsibility, something else I addressed in, in the book. Uh, but we must go toward freedom again as, as a verb, democracy as a verb, as people being involved in, in uh, the way our government society works and work toward bringing up the lowest of the low in order to help all the rest of us. And, you know, I mean, we could even go, you know, you can point to Maslow's laws, you know, his hierarchy. Yes, yes. Speaking of the first, the, the basic needs of food and water and shelter, et cetera, the, those things which we require just for uh, bare existence, and then going higher, higher up the, the pyramid. Ah, yes. <laughs> I have this, this conversation often <laughs> because it, 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 this does uh, fit in well with that. We have to look at the fact that so many people don't even have those basics at the bottom being addressed. And that's really that's really the key for a lot of this. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, Debbie, don't you think? And let me ask you this: I think there is a sense that poverty doesn't exist in the United States. Let's start there. Oh, oh. but there is a mentality around that that yes. poverty doesn't exist mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. And 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 yet we point to countries abroad, which. I mean, there is serious poverty. We're talking about people being able to live on like a nickel a day. You know, this is how they could, you know, this, yeah. that, that level of it. Yes. But are we in denial about the effects of poverty, not only within our own country, but even abroad? Absolutely. Absolutely. And as we've seen, it, uh, poverty, no matter where it is, is it is a um, it, it's a laboratory for the violence that we have in our society. It's the the place where it is generated and from which it, it, it you know where it it receives its its uh, greatest strength. The uh, the the poor. If we didn't have poor people. There wouldn't be so many people willing to go to war to, because there wouldn't be so many people who would have to go to war just to feed their families. If we didn't have poverty, there wouldn't be so many people willing to use violence because they wouldn't need to use violence in order to get what they need. It's just, it's the progenitor of all that's wrong in this 
society, and it is here in the United States, and it, there is denial of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's take a minute to define what poverty is, because I think, you know, for many of us, we have our own sort of perspective on it. From your perspective, when you think about the world, I imagine, when you think about, you know, creating an end to poverty, let's talk about what we would be creating an end to. Okay, well, my formula, which I repeat so much, uh, one, one reviewer even docked me one star. She said it was a great book. Everybody should read it. But why did I have to repeat this so much through the book? And let, I'm, I'm reading it so that I don't mangle it here. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> the only way to eliminate poverty is to establish a system in which each person receives all the basic goods and services necessary for a dignified existence at a cost of no more than half the amount earned by the lowest paid full-time worker on the planet. Exactly. And what I want to be able to do is now let's take an example so everyone on the show understands what we're talking about Mm -hmm. here in concrete terms. Mm -hmm. Let's see. For instance, well, obviously the people are in poverty when they do not have access to the basics when uh, just to be able to get health care for instance mm-hmm. so simple uh, uh, and as I say in the book there there are excuses from the powers that be who don't want everyone to have to have easily accessible health care by saying oh they can go to any emergency room but have you visited emergency rooms lately <laughs> they can't handle things and it's so expensive Expensive that way. It would be much less expensive just to give everyone access to first to uh, uh, the preventive care so that they don't get sick in the first place, and then care as early as possible so they don't get sicker. And the cost to everyone would go down. Being able to get food. There are people who go to bed hungry, if they even have a bed to go to to sleep. I was just going to say that. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, if you're not sharing a bed with other people. And, or, I mean, or sleeping under a bridge. Exactly. And it, it's, uh, so we can go on and on about what the person is who lives, who's living in poverty, and there, there's so many different examples, but... This is a question that was recently when I was explaining this this basic formula again. Why half? Why do I I imagine that we we get rid of poverty only when uh, the basic goods are available to people for uh, no more than half of what the lowest paid person uh, earns? And I explained that without a little extra... They don't have the freedom of choice. With a little extra, again, Maslow's law, if they uh, they need uh, to be able to have a little more choice in their life than just mere survival. And this is what we have to work toward. And, and you know, when we look at this, Debbie, from that perspective, what does the removal of poverty do? What does it do 
from a humanity point of view, but what does it do both from a psychological point of view and um, from a consciousness point of view? I mean, imagine a world where no one is hungry, because that's really what we're saying at the very core. Imagine a world where there isn't a, sim- a single person on the planet that's hungry. There isn't a single person on the planet that doesn't have a, a roof over their head, so to speak. Wonderful. Okay. The first thing it's going to do is reduce stress markedly. Uh, and stress is is a totally negative No, no. Uh, I'm talking about distress. Uh, Let's hold that thought for a minute. Okay. <laughs> Let's hold that thought because when we come back, I want to delve right into this. Absolutely. What happens when we remove not only poverty from our consciousness, but what happens if we remove poverty from the world, from humanity? What are the possibilities? That's the question for my very special guest today, Debbie Jordan. The World I Imagine, the book is The World I Imagine, a creative manual for ending poverty and building peace. And so the question is, you know, what does poverty replace? In the absence of poverty, what can you imagine? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by my very special guest today, Debbie Jordan, author of The World I Imagine, Creative Manual for Ending Poverty and Building Peace. We'll be right back. Do you wish you could trust your instincts more? Do you wish you were able to make decisions by confidently following your inner guidance? Maureen St. Germain, a modern-day mystic, road warrior, mom, and former corporate CEO can help. Here's her tip of the week. When was the last time you knew what you should do, but you didn't trust your gut and you later wished you had? Next time this happens, write it down, even if you didn't act on it. Writing it down in a journal will serve as a reminder to your subconscious that these intuitive hits are real. Maureen St. Germain has the tools and proven successes to help you connect with your highest wisdom. To find your best course of action in all circumstances, check out Maureen's tools for transformation, meditation CDs, Akashic record readings, courses, and more. You can find Maureen at angleangel.com. That's right, angleangel.com. is the ancient spiritual teachings of the people of Hawaii. Most people who study Huna want to know more about themselves and the world around them. If you want to connect more with who you are and discover a whole new universe around you, then Huna is for you. Call 800-800-MIND or go to Huna.com to learn more about the March 10th through 18th Huna event in Kona, Hawaii. Mention the Dr. Pacho when you call the Empowerment Partnership. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that. What does HealthyLife.net and Amazon.com have in common? Well, they're both available on the Internet. They both give great value. But most important, most of our positive program hosts and guests are accomplished authors. And their books are available from, you got it, Amazon.com. Now it even gets better than that. Because when you're listening on air to a HealthyLife.net host or guest, you can go directly to Amazon.com and you can order your book while you're still listening to your favorite HealthyLife.net program. So when you hear an author you like, go to the homepage of HealthyLife.net and click on Amazon.com. You're listening to CHSR Real Radio on the web.
back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Uh, wow, thrilled to have Debbie Jordan joining me here today. The book is The World I Imagine. Uh, and this is not just a book. I mean, this is Debbie's passion. This is her purpose. This is what she does. You know, peace and poverty cannot coexist. And so, Debbie, you go on to say that peace is not merely the absence of conflict. And that's really what we're talking about here. You know, more than an attitude, and an attitude does require action, but we were talking before the break on what does the world look like. Let's play with this a little bit because I love the world of possibilities. What does the world look like, in, you know, with the absence of poverty? Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it, it, it really can be an exciting place. Um, first of all, as I, I was mentioning stress, and there are two types of stress. There is the eustress, E-U stress. That's the good type that we, we make ourselves do things. It, that's what gets us up in the morning and, and makes us accomplish things. But it gets us out of bed. What? It gets us out of bed. That's right. It puts the fire in our belly. You got it. But there is the distress. The, the, look, the naysayers, all, all of the obstacles that can be the distress, the D-I-S, the bad stress. And that is what, uh, if we eliminate poverty, when we eliminate poverty, we will eliminate much of the distress that we live with in our lifetime and actually set us up to be more uh, uh, in union with the eustress in our life, which uh, will help us to accomplish things in better fashion. Um, the uh, um, A lot of the stress that we have, for instance, causes so much of the illnesses. Uh, there's so many factors that that uh, contribute to the medical situation we have, and I, I always get back to them somehow. But if we eliminated so much of the distress, we would really bring down a lot of the the cost of medical care because we wouldn't need as much. There would be not so much the need for paying the huge amounts of money we do for security, both on an international, national, local, or personal level. And look at the money we'd save there. Uh, we would have productive people. Everyone would have opportunity to be productive. We would all be working to contribute in our communities and in the world. It, as I say, it's all active things. I, I see so many good things happening out of it. And uh, this book is just the beginning of my uh, excitement and, and writing about this thing. I'm going to continue with this as long as I, as I can. Well, it gives, it gives us a place to go back to the conversation and as well, let's go back to the title of the book, mm -hmm. The World I Imagine. You know, it takes us to a place 
where we can actually begin to craft a vision for what might be. And without that vision, you can you know, your energies, all of us, you know, as we wake up every day, we have a purpose, whether we call it a vision or not. We know what we're going to do. A lot of times when we don't know what we're going to do, you know, it puts us in this place of confusion, in this place of not knowing. Even knowing that I'm not going to do anything today is knowing what you're going to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I need. I had one of those days. Just, to, just exactly. I love those days. You know, it's like today I'm doing nothing, but at least I know that. That's right. When we don't have a clear vision or believe that it's possible to eliminate poverty, we're already shutting some of the doors, aren't we, though, Debbie? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, just uh, for instance, just saying that. Well, we cannot have. Medical I, I focus on medical care so much, but of course, uh, jobs. Look at jobs. Um, we ha we have a an economy that accepts unemployment and poverty as sound economic principles, and that's why we end up with things like just uh, here this weekend, Lehman Brothers closing its doors because they're tired of bailing out all the banks because so many of the people had to forfeit on the mortgages, et cetera, et cetera. It's that vicious circle that as long as we accept poverty and unemployment as part of the economic cycle, we're going to have. Well, and, and let's talk about some of the places that get hit. I was, uh, you know, I'm, I, I live in the Seattle area, and last week the teachers went on strike in Bellevue, one of the, you know, outer communities here, not outer communities, but surrounded communities. And, and somebody asked me the question, what do you think about that? I said, well, you know, why don't we pay teachers in accordance with how valuable they are to creating and sustaining our, our children and our future adults. I mean, you know, so let's talk about education for a minute because you have an educational model that you talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, um, I look at the current system and see that it's, it was uh, designed, the basic classroom model was designed to serve to, to turn out the most number of, of uh, like models just as they turn out cars, the same model over and over in an assembly line. And, in fact, it was designed originally by the people who, who uh, designed and used, first used the, the assembly line, a committee headed by Henry Ford. And we have to, it, it, there's nothing wrong with the classroom model per se, as long as it is the jumping off point for uh, uh, giving individual students the, the freedom to learn everything they can at their own pace. When we say that uh, young people have to be learning this much in this amount of time, at this certain age, we are uh, condemning them to to be 
uh, uniform copies with no creativity and no original original thinking. A top, uh, you know, we're, we're actually becoming sort of robotic in what we live and what we breathe. Exactly. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll be talking with Debbie Jordan, my very special guest today, author of The World, I Imagine. We, you know, we'll be talking about what probably is very interesting. Most of us thought it would be talked about more in this presidential election. <clears throat> Not really hearing it. Health care. What is adequate health care? Who should get it? And what can we do? to make that happen. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show and Debbie Jordan. Do you want a better relationship to achieve outstanding business and career goals or to improve your health and fitness? You have the answers. All the power you need is within you. Personal transformation is about a solid foundation in the workings of the conscious and unconscious mind with a seminar or training that gets you high and keeps you there. Contact the Empowerment Partnership and unlock your hidden potential. Call 1-800-800-MIND or visit NLP.com. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that. Shree is the new high-quality liquid nutritional drink that was scientifically formulated with the sacred superfruit called amalaki and six other herbs rich in antioxidants and vitamin C. An ancient Sanskrit word, Shree, spelled Z-R-I-I, means light, luster, prosperity, and heavenly vitality, and is endorsed by the Chopra Center for Well-Being. After months of intense development and testing, a world-class team of physicians and nutrition scholars developed what they believe to be a product unlike any other the world has seen. Nutritionist Renee Marie wants to introduce Shree's powerful nutritional drink and prosperity plan to you today. For more information, call 877-411-6560, extension 2199. Visit com. That's R-E-N-E-E-M-A-R-I-E dot M-Y-Z-R-I-I dot com. People want three things when they build and plan for retirement. The most amount of money for the longest amount of time with the least amount of risk. Now, I'm sure you currently have a 401k or an IRA of some kind. However, there are five things that can wipe out your current retirement plan, like disability, market loss, taxes, litigation, and premature debt. Call today to find out how our retirement plan is protected from these five financial storms. And remember, retirement planning should come with a peace of mind, not uncertainty. So call 888-252-3083 or visit debtfree.com mca.com truly you make a strong statement about who you are with fabulous new clothing shoes bedding and more from eddie bauer the essential brand of quality apparel and gear with the up-and-coming and those who have already arrived today's generation knows that eddie bauer is the source for everything casual comfortable and with a flair for the entire family shop anytime day or night at eddiebauer.com an affiliate of healthylife.net and don't forget Eddie Bauer gift certificates make the perfect statement, too. Now available at eddiebauer.com. You choose. Programs you want, never anything you don't. The way radio should be. HealthyLife.net. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show Talk Radio to Thrive By. Debbie Jordan joining me here today. The world, I imagine, a creative manual for ending poverty and building peace. 
And so, you know, today we're talking about a few of the uh, amazing things that Debbie has crafted for us. Uh, we were talking about education. And, you know, Debbie, I think you cover this as well, um, I, you know, at, when you say remember the children. Yes. And and let's talk about remember the children because I think there are a couple different sides to that coin. You know, it's remember the children and remember the parents, remember the elderly. And it's almost as if those two ends of a continuum are are probably on the ends of a, a bell-shaped curve and therefore don't get looked at very often. And I wanted to get your 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 take on this and what can we do about it. Well, uh, yes, of course, it is it is complicated, uh, but uh, trying to put this in a nutshell, uh, as for the children, we have to uh, remember, okay, <laughs> first of all, both of the, the those populations uh, on both ends of the of the middle, the the young and the old, we have to understand first growing uh, maturity in the young and diminishing um, capabilities in the older ones, but also the the need to for them to still be con- um, part of the community. And if we work at it from the point of their being part of the community, a, a contributing, productive part of the community, but also give them the tools they need to be able to uh, uh, develop and grow but, and produce and participate and contribute to the best of their ability at any age, uh, uh, while providing them with the basics. We talked about the basics as far as poverty is concerned. Um, age should not be a- an excuse for allowing people to go into poverty. I want to throw in one more factor to disability. Okay. The, the, the disabled, because we ha- actually have to approach young old and disabled from the same point of view. They all have different and individual needs and different and individual capabilities. And if we address all of them in an individual manner, uh, then they can all be useful, productive, contributing citizens and get what they need as well. You know, and what we're talking about are, are groups of people, honestly, that have been classified, uh, more or less, mm-hmm. as uh, invisible in our population. Mm-hmm. Yes, they have. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, um, I think a lot about the, the uh, age factor in the schools is the best way we teach uh, people to continue that age age segregation all along and and age segregation with the old and and the segregation of the disabled uh, we're not supposed to segregate by race uh, legally speaking we're not supposed to uh, discriminate based on uh, such and such but we do even when it's 
it's uh, uh, simply our mental segregation mm-hmm. of these uh, people. And uh, it's how we approach people in these groups is based on that prejudice that how that they all act this way because they're in that group. But we're all individuals. So let me ask you this. In our country, in the United States, who's looking after the elderly right now? Well, it's, I mean, what's it, it is hit and miss. It is not working. And it has to, it, uh, unfortunately, just like um, we talked about uh, medicine as well, there's too much for-profit industry involved and not enough results-based, good-for-society approaches involved. And Can you uh, say more about that? Because I think that's a really key point. I think it's worth a further explanation. Okay. Uh, When when we let businesses take care of things, for instance, uh, for older people, uh, for sick people, then there's too much of this, well, if we don't make a profit, then we're going to have to cut back on the services for these people we're supposed to serve. And it, in the end, it's the people who are supposed to be getting served who are the first people that get hurt. And, and this isn't the way to do it. Society should take responsibility for everyone, everyone especially the ones who need the most help. Society as a whole, that's all of us. That's our communities. That's our government. I mean, we are our, our government. We have to get past that us and them mentality. So, you know, when we, when we look at taking our next steps, and let's break this down for our listeners today because, you know, this is where the rubber meets the road. Uh, people listening to this show are asking, you know, or maybe not, what can I do? What can I do right in this moment? What is my action? What do I need to take? What action do I need to take? Where is the place to start? Let's talk about that as a framework because we are talking about we are talking about what peace, for example, is as verb. Okay, um, the of course we first have to start thinking about it and talking about it as. Uh, more and more of us have to have to be talking about it. Then we have to start uh, looking for the people who are doing things that are win-win-win rather than somebody losing so that somebody else can, can make some money out of it. Well, we'll talk more about that when we come back from break. The World I Imagine by Debbie Jordan joining me here today in a conversation. You know, how can we, how creatively can we be to change the world? You know, is the time now? You bet. When we return, we're going to be talking about something that, that Debbie talks about in the book, and that is feeling secure. Wow. Big topic, big conversation, and what exactly does Debbie Jordan mean by that? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And if you want to find out more about Debbie, well, you can go to imagintheworldatpeace.com. Imagintheworldatpeace.com. We'll be right back. 
Dr. Pat's giving away an iPod to a lucky listener every month. Yep, every month. All you have to do is go to the drpatshow.com. That's the drpatshow.com. Then sign up for our weekly newsletter. When you sign up for the newsletter, not only will you be entered to win the iPod, you'll also be kept up to date on all the awesome things that we're doing here at the Dr. Pat Show. So remember, go to the drpatshow.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter. You can't afford to miss out on this. Visit the premier online store where science and spirit unite. Shop consciously, explore new ideas, and connect with your world at bleepstore.com. Find the latest in spiritual and documentary films, green living products, and online articles. Dr. Pat listeners receive 10% off with coupon code Dr. Pat. That's D-R-P-A-T at checkout. Go to the drpatshow.com and click on Bleep Store to start your experience. The drpatshow.com. Hey, are you one of those people who need a boost of motivation to lose those extra pounds and inches? Well, here it is. Take the Sugar-Free Miracle Weight Loss Challenge and earn $100 for every 10 pounds you lose. I'm Karen Bentley, creator of the amazing Sugar-Free Miracle Diet, which you'll love. It's easy, sustainable, and it stops out-of-control eating. To participate, send me an email at expert at sugarfreemiracle.com. That's expert at sugarfreemiracle.com, and I'll send you the details. Pep it up with positive energy power right here on HealthyLife.net. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Debbie Jordan joining me here today. Uh, and we're talking about the world, I imagined, which is her latest book. And before break, Debbie, I, I, I said we would talk about feeling secure. And I want to have a conversation about what that means and the way you address it in the book. Because I think it has taken on, security has taken on a multidimensional meaning, a meaning for so many people. Everything from job security to, uh, you know, being secure in where you live. And so would you talk a little bit about that in the book? Um, you know, because you start this section by, by talking about, you know, the, the price of justice. So, I wanted to know, how do you see this in the world that you imagine? Well, uh, when we look at, uh, uh, we think of justice, we think of law and order, we look at crime and look at how, for instance, so many, the, the, the richer the, the criminal, the more money they, they make, the, the less they have to pay back, quote, unquote, to society. And we find that, that those who come from the lowest, strata of society end up paying the the uh, uh, harshest uh, uh, penalties and uh, in fact become the most hardened criminals and this this isn't good for us for one thing it's, it's bad enough for the the, uh, the people in that situation but it's not good for the rest of us because it adds to our own insecurity and to the financial cost also to that stress, to the health cost, et, et cetera. And it contributes to the national and the international unrest that we live with. Uh, in a nutshell, what I look at as far as the, the, the justice system is concerned is uh, looking toward a way, one, that criminals actually pay the same ratio back that is uh, if if one steals for instance a 
a, uh, a dime, they pay back 20 cents. If they steal a million dollars, they pay back $2 million. <laughs> uh, but if, but also, um, that everybody must be trained to be functional. Uh, uh, to be contributing members of society, and as far as that payback, they have to pay back to the people that they actually committed the crime against, rather than to that general impersonal society, quote unquote. Well, you know, that really jumps to the point of accountability, accountability mm -hmm. and responsibility, which you also talk about. Yes. Uh, you know what? What I love is Don Miguel Ruiz had talked about the four agreements. And it, personal accountability is first and foremost right at the top of the game. And the reason I bring this up is because this loops back to the beginning of the show when you and I were talking about we have to start the change right where we are from within. Yes. If we want a green planet, well, then go buy Perf Go Green biodegradable bags. You know, so, I mean, there's so many different things to look at from this perspective. Yes. What is your perspective on accountability and responsibility? Well, um, it, it is, there is, there are so many areas in life, and nobody's going to be doing it perfectly, especially now, the way things are now, but we can take steps. We all have to take our, our personal steps. Uh, and decide, for instance, the green living. I can't be be as as good as Ed Begley Jr. For instance, uh, I envy this, this, this the the green idol. But uh, I I can do a few things. I can I can remember to bring my canvas bags inside the store. I often forget. Uh, I can um, plan my trips well, so so that I don't use so much gas and. When I can afford it, I can get my hybrid car or, or uh, my electric, whatever whatever I'm going to be able to afford sometime. And in, in, when I imagine I'll have enough money, but um, uh, vegetarian eating, I I'm a vegetarian for for both health and financial reasons, but also for the planet, and it helps. But not everybody uh, is going to be willing or able to do that right off the bat. Um, but let's talk about that because let's talk about it in terms of degrees. You know, I uh, launched Dr. Pat's Green Challenge website last, last March, I think, or February mm -hmm. of this year. And I do a talk, and I did this talk at the Go Green Expo in New York, and I'm going to do a different version of it in L.A. But the talk is called The Many Shades of Green. And I think that you're right when you say not all of us are Leonardo DiCaprio, okay, or yes. Al Gore. Yes, But, yes. boy, what if we were to take one action today that we didn't take yesterday? Yes. What about that? Absolutely. I mean, imagine. Yeah. We'd be each be building. It's like adding one more little brick to the building that's going to build this secure wall around us. And uh, even that, we're, we're working on our brick for a long time before we can even bring it to the building. Um, it, it, but we're all, uh, we, we all have a responsibility to be 
making these efforts. Uh, you asked the question about uh, something else, and so something came to mind about what we can do. Yes. We should even think about how we're using our charity money. Okay. I have a, a, a couple of favorites uh, that uh, really follow the principles I'm talking about. They're win-win-win, and one of them is Heifer International, in which, now, yes, I'm a vegetarian, but uh, in some places they, they need the, uh, the goat or the calf to be able to survive in these areas. And uh, when they give a goat or a calf to a family, they expect that family to breed the animal and pay back several animals in return within a specified time. So it's not a gift, it's a loan. They're giving them the dignity of being able to work for what was uh, loaned to them, then those animals are given to more families who have to do the same. This is the, the what I describe charity that simply gives and makes the the person feel like they're totally dependent is is not really building up the positive things. Micro loans are another element, and there are a number of charities that are doing that now, just giving a small amount of money to mostly women to build businesses, and they're helping themselves, their families, their communities, and they're paying those, that money back. And they have proven that those um, loans are being paid back at a, a higher rate than almost any banking uh, concern in the world. So when we look at this, and, and and let's recap a little bit on what we've talked about today. For those just tuning in, Debbie Jordan, my very special guest today, the world, I imagine. You know, when we look at this, um, the world, I imagine, we have something to share with you, a personal message. We'll do that when we come back from break. Uh, Debbie and I will will share what it is. What is Debbie's wish? What is her vision? How can we all step into that place of the world? I imagine uh, Debbie Jordan joining me here today. The world I imagine is uh, you know her latest book. And so, if you want to find out more about uh, not only the book but also the many other ways that you can get involved, you can go to Imagine the World at Peace com imagine the world at peace.com we're going to take a short break when we come back we'll be back debbie will share what her personal message is for each of us stay tuned we'll be right back with the dr pat show starting a new business, signing a contract, or launching a new website or business product? Certified business and personal astrologer Madeline Gerwin uses good timing to give you the ideal time to start your new business venture. Visit PolarisBusinessGuides.com or call 877-524-8300. Attain higher business success and better return on resources with good timing. Visit PolarisBusinessGuides.com. 
Realtor.com. People want three things when they build and plan for retirement. The most amount of money for the longest amount of time with the least amount of risk. Now, I'm sure you currently have a 401k or an IRA of some kind. However, there are five things that can wipe out your current retirement plan, like disability, market loss, taxes, litigation, and premature debt. Call today to find out how our retirement plan is protected from these five financial storms. And remember, retirement planning should come with a peace of mind, not uncertainty. So call 888-252-3083 or visit debt-free mca.com. In 1972, Sir La Table opened in Seattle, selling hard-to-find kitchen items, and now they have 55 stores nationwide, offering kitchen tools from around the world to prepare any cuisine. Sir La Table has a full range of houseware and kitchen products, even books and food. Visit a Sir La Table store, or better yet, for faster service, go to the HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Sir La Table. With the best products, gift cards, and sale items, you can be on your way to being a first-class cook right now. Information, entertainment, worldwide. HealthyLife.net. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show Talk Radio to Thrive By. What a great conversation I've been uh, having here with Debbie Jordan today. Uh, Debbie, thank you so much for tuning in and uh, for joining us on the show. Um, you, know, you know, as we wind this up, what is your personal message for our listeners today? Well, again, as I said before, peace is a verb. Uh, we all have to get out there and start looking for the win-win-win ideas in which we can all generate the activity that can bring us to a peaceful world. And in order to do that, we're going to have to do things that will end poverty by giving dignity to people and bringing security to our lives. Complicated. But uh, it, it, we have to keep working at it. And, the, you know, and we can start right here today with our own consciousness. Are you ready to give up poverty thinking? Are you ready to look at your life as something juicy and abundant? Are you ready to think of how you might help another do the same? Debbie Jordan, thank you so much for joining us here on the Dr. Pat Show. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Dr. Pat. It's been wonderful. Well, I want to thank all of you for tuning in and turning us on. For more about what we are doing, make sure you sign up for our newsletter at the Dr. Pat Show website, www.thedrpatshow.com, T-H-E-D-R, patshow.com. We'll see you next week. Remember to imagine. <laughs> 